the Red 78. I think it's important that people don't expect too much because it takes time when you come back. It's not just the injury, it's all the other stuff. Available every Wednesday. Don't miss a moment of action. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. To rugby, Ireland play a resurgence Scotland in Murrayfield at the weekend. I'm delighted to say Alison Miller and Craig Chalmers are with us to help preview the game this morning. Uh, you're both very welcome. Craig, I might start with you. What's the confidence level like as a man who I think our record show never lost to Ireland? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, back in the 90s. Uh, we, I played nine. I played nine, one nine. Yeah, it was a, it was a good time to play against Ireland. Uh, but uh, yeah, listen, confidence is high. I think uh, obviously the uh, supporters are still a bit pessimistic at times. Um, journalists are talking up a little bit more than they have done over the years. We've managed to win two games in a row. Unfortunately, the 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 ball got dropped in Paris a couple of weeks ago. But it was a good performance, and uh, we showed a lot of good stuff. But yeah, it's going well. I think the players are just keeping their feet in the ground and this is a chance for us to win a, win a triple crown for the first time since 1990. So I know you guys have had a lot of success in the Six Nations Championships, Grand Slams, um, triple crowns, but we've not. So it's a huge weekend, huge weekend for Scottish rugby coming up. Gregor Townsend was clearly learning on the job when he got the gig. He, you know, he'd had a, a, a brief but excellent period before he got it and was clearly the right man for the job at the time but has become a much better coach it seems over uh, that period even you look at the relationship with Finn Russell the, ma- <laughs> the maturity of both of them really at this stage to be able to find an accommodation whereas a little bit earlier in his career neither of them could find that maturity is that a fair comment? No I think it's a really fair comment and I think uh, probably after the World Cup in 2019 I think probably Gregor probably was maybe lucky to hold on to his job but he did and he changed then he got a bit more pragmatic um, then there was issues with Finn and uh, you know the they just didn't, didn't get on personalities didn't they had big clash few issue, a few issues there but um, yeah I mean at the moment they've they've made up they seem like best buddies um, you know so <laughs> I think it's Greg has actually been gone back in, he's gone back into a bit more coaching, a bit more hands-on on the field, which I think has helped the relationship as well. You know, they're much closer. So I think, uh, yeah, they're going really well. And to be fair, I mean, Finn's playing well. You know, there's been patches of games that he's, he's coming in and out of the game, but the forwards have played much better. You can't, you know, if you play fly-off for any team, you rely on your forwards to produce a platform for you able to play, so you can play of quick ball, and, you know, to be able to play in the front foot. And the forwards have been outstanding so far. You know, they've fronted up in Paris, where in Paris in, in, in the past they've got blown away. Um, you know, this time it's not happening. But this Irish team's a different different kettle of fish, totally. I think they're, they're so, you know, they so know each other so well. Um, but, you know, and they're playing so well. Number one team in the world. This would be a huge scalp for us. But, you know, it's going to, I think it'll be a very tight game. Alison, we had uh, Andy uh, Dunn in studio on Wednesday Night Rugby and off the ball quite recently and tell you what, he was confident. He was saying there's a lot of talking going on in Scotland and I think he said <laughs> 10, 10 to 15 points was going to be the, the margin of victory. Are, are you as confident, Alison, as uh, as Andy might have been? <laughs> well, there's no doubt like Scotland are much improved. They've got like, a really strong central partnership. 
I think their pack are very cohesive, really good ball carriers. They're in that lovely place where there's no pressure for them now because Ireland are number one and they're favourites. So they can really thrive on that if they uh, take that dog as the underdogs and go there because all the pressures on Ireland, they're the team performing. Um, they're playing some really good rugby. I think they rue their start against France, as in they got off to a like horrific start, but really clawed back the game. Uh, like Finn Russell is a genius. I love the way he plays, but he's also, he kind of reminds me of Quade Cooper at his best. At times could do something brilliant, but then, you know, he obviously can do things um, at times maybe you don't want him to do, but that's his brilliance. Um, Scotland's back three are really dangerous. I've always been a fan of Van der Barth, but it seems like the rest of the world are coming around to his brilliance. I think he's such a well-rounded winger and he'll offer that physicality if there's if there's not much space. But I think um, what Ireland will really need to do is what he's mentioned there about slowing down Scotland's uh, quick ball. Like any team, if you can... Um, stop that quick quick rock ball and stop that go ahead and getting over the gain line I think you'll stop Scotland's main threats but um, yeah they are a much improved team their line out is very good as I said their back three is dangerous if Ireland kick to Scotland and, and um, it's something James Ryan mentioned yesterday in a press conference that their their line chase hasn't been as good as it could and if, if you let guys like Stuart Hogg or Van der Merv have those uh, disconnections in defence, they could really punish us. So I think Ireland um, are probably too good uh, for Scotland at the moment, but this Scotland team are really on the up and their confidence will be high and they're going to be underdogs. But I suppose this, if you were to make a good point to think how many of how many of the Scotland team would you put in the Irish team at the moment? I'm not sure, but it's going to be a great game. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say... Yeah, a lot of the Scots would feel pretty confident on a, a, a Lions tour that they would be good enough to beat out their Irish counterparts because that's the level of, of confidence they have at the moment. Um, Craig, the, the reason that it seems to all be coming together is, is you know, uh, obviously loads of factors. Uh, the improvement in the forwards play, there's a, been a forwards coach who's kind of matured in, in his role as well, I think, over the last two and a half, three years. But the fitness, the, the, most of their best players are fully fit. Most of your best players are fully fit at the moment. And that seems to have been the first time in a long time um, that Scotland have actually had largely a full deck to deal from yeah there's been much more consistency and selection uh, you mentioned the forwards coach I used to coach with John DL who's a forwards coach at Melrose uh, many years ago and he's a fantastic coach and he'll bring the best out he's bringing the best out of them he's been given time to do that but um, you know there's a lot of factors this weekend lots of factors Stuart Hogg's 100th cap this weekend as well um, 100 caps for Scotland. I think it was his 100th cap last week, which was included his Lions tour, uh, Lions cap. But I think there'll be the, the, the continuity and the understanding of what they're trying to do is getting close to what Ireland are doing. Ireland, Ireland know each other so well. So many of the players in that starting lineup for Ireland, they play the same province. I think that familiarity, um, is starting to, to work with Scotland. And, uh, you know, we seem to be on the same page for the first time for a number of years. We were very, very inconsistent. And uh, we got rid of that a little bit over the last few months. And, you know, we've had some close games against the All Blacks who we've never beaten. And uh, I think this game on Saturday will be even tighter. It's on a Sunday. One of the big things that I'm looking at is 
four or five of the Irish players probably coming back into the team this weekend haven't played for a month as well. It's really, really important that Scotland have a good start. If Scotland can get a good start and, and are in that game with about 10, 15 minutes to go, I think it's, I think it's going to be there for the taking for us. But if we're not and we're off it by the slightest margin, 5, five 10%, Ireland will crucify us. It's a fair point, actually, that um, a lot of our players aren't fully up to speed, Alison. They've been talking a good bit in the camp about how they pride themselves on training, preparing players for match day, and that seems to have been the case up to this point. And, and to Craig's point, we've started all our games really well recently. Um, so what, what do you expect from those returning players? How quickly will they be able to find a groove? I suppose the big thing that Ireland have always been working on the last while is building their depth and they've, you know, they've managed the game so far without those those key players that like are due to come back. So it's how Andy Farrell decides, will he put them, like does he put Henshaw straight back in at 12? Um, I think Ringrose is good to go and I'm not sure about that, but um, like someone like Henshaw, does he come straight back in? Does he put him on the bench? Um, obviously, um, Furlong is a big loss um, but other players have been doing well uh, Jameson Gibson Park will he come back in at nine um, yeah, obviously they've they've backed those players and they've backed how they train to be able to get them up to speed so it's how Andy Farrell manages does he go full out and put those key players back in or does he put some of them back in leave some of them off are they ready That that's up to Andy Farrell but um yeah, like that that could be an issue because you get momentum from playing games, you know, you get used to your partnerships, you get a feel for the championship. But I think they'll back those players to come in. It's how many they put in straight out is is the question. I'm not sure what way he's going to approach that, especially when players have been playing well. So um for me the big thing would be twelve, like what is what is Andy Farrell going to do with twelve? He's had Aki there. Obviously, he looked totally out of his comfort zone at 13. Too be expected, different position um, defensively completely. Um, you've had Stuart McCluskey playing well. Um, I suppose the problem, as I said before, is our 13 defensively without Ringrose really noticed. I suppose problems we don't see when, when Ringrose is playing or does he put Henge on at 12? So that to me would be a very interesting one. Uh, Connor Murray's been playing very well at nine. Um, does Gibson Clark come back in? So these are all things that we're going to see um, when the squad collection comes out, but I'm not sure how they'll approach it. Um, obviously, having a player like Furlong coming back in in that front row um, will be vitally important. But as I said, they do back their players to get up to speed in training. Is- and it's been a big proponent of this, te- or of this team, how fit they are, and their fitness, how how they play and their... So it's ball and play, the minutes the ball and play, I suppose that doesn't come, that comes from their training as well. So the players are fit enough to go back in. Craig, is there something different about the Scottish mindset this year compared to recent years? Because at 19-0 down in Paris, you're thinking, well, quite easy for any team to fold over here and, and completely capitulate. But Scotland showed a lot of heart and fight in that second half, albeit didn't quite get over the line. But to get back to within four points in Paris was a, was, was a sign of a Scotland that's, that's different this time around. A different mentality, I think. Uh, you know, we've got, we've, as I said, mentioned before, we got very close to the All Blacks. We got ahead of the All Blacks. They came back at us in the in November, um, but they know they're not far away. 
And I think it's just been, for me, it's just been the consistency in selection um, over the last five, six games that's been the difference for Scotland. You know, as you said before, not too many guys out, out injured. We've got one or two out injured, you know, Rory Darge and uh, young uh, uh, young winger, I can't remember his name, Jeez, too early in the morning. Uh, but <laughs> we've, got, we've got one or two injuries still. But we just showed our depth. We've got much more depth than we've had before. Okay, we've got a couple of uh, wingers who are big and physical. They didn't get the ball the last game. You know, Van der Merwe and uh, Steyn are, are spring jocks. They've not, uh, they've not had much ball the last couple of games. So, you know, we need to get the ball into their hands. We need to get them involved. And we need to ask questions of the Irish midfield like they did and like they got asked in, in Italy. We don't know what Ireland are going to pick. But I think nowadays the Scots will be, you know, we know how dangerous Ireland are and how good they are and how disciplined they are and the way they play. But it's just, I think that we're more worried about ourselves these days. And I think that's really, really important. You've got to look at yourself first and get what you're doing right. I think our midfield's been outstanding. I think uh, Tua Pilotto has been one of the key players in our, in our team. Just his communication and his skill sets. You know, he's been, he's been playing so well with Hugh Jones, um, who's a real cutting edge for us in midfield at 13. He's sort of come back to his form of maybe two or three years ago. And, uh, you know, Finn's getting all the plaudits, which is, which is, which happens when, you know, teams are playing well. If I ask them, they get a pat on the back, but it's the guys outside them, guys around them are playing so well. I think Ben White as well. You've got to mention him, the scrum half who's come in this year and made a real mark for himself, you know, pushing out Ali Price, you know, British line experienced player. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think there's a little confidence in the squad. They seem happy. There's smiles on the faces. The coaches are getting on with the players. They're having a couple of beers. You know, hey. nobody's, nobody's, nobody's going out too late, too yeah. late at night or the wrong nights. They're all out. Actually, two weeks ago in uh, in Edinburgh, but no, sorry, four weeks ago in Edinburgh after the Welsh game, they're all out. The whole squad were out together. The coaches, players together, having beers in a in a establishment in Edinburgh, um, which is great to see. You know, yeah. you didn't get back that, that back in my day when well, you were allowed to go go drinking. So I, that, so, was, uh, that was the point. Yeah, no, listen, to... this seems to be a real. This seems to be a real uh, good feeling in the camp, and it's not one of overconfidence. So don't listen to what Andy Dunn says, or you know, getting people put that put that in the boxes. You know, Scotland are on a good track. They're not overconfident. The public are really, really nervous about this one because we know how good Ireland are and we respect them hugely. Um, but yeah, no, I think it, I think it's just a great feeling in the camp, and you know we we got opportunity to win something this year, you know. So you know this is a chance on Sunday, and you know I, I don't think anybody likes coming to Murrayfield these days. I think it's a really tough place to come and play rugby, um, and if the crowd can get up and can start well, we can put some real pressure on Ireland. It's really really important to do that early doors. Uh, Craig Andy Dunn's comments seem to have um, certainly been noticed. <laughs> you know, well, you know what? I think it's. I think he's picked it up from. I think Rog actually said that Rog mentioned that a few years back he got a bit angry one day, and Rog does get a bit angry sometimes. But um, yeah, it's, us five halves do. We, you know, we, we throw our toys at the pram then again. But, <laughs> but listen, I think uh, I think uh, he mentioned you know this putting guys back in the boxes. It's not the players. The players have never got. And as somebody, as somebody, as Tom English has said the other day, you know, when Stuart Hall gets asked. How are Scotland going to get on this year in the Six Nations? He's, he's not going to say they're going to get beat, are they? They're going to, they've got to be positive. Unfortunately, 
that inconsistency has always hovered over us. Um, this time we won two games in a row. First time since 1996 that we've won two games in the five or six nations in a row. So, you know, we got a bit excited. We're getting excited. We lost to France, but we've got opportunity this weekend to, uh, to make up for the, the, the Paris defeat, which, yeah. you know, it was a game that could have won. It was definitely a game that could have won. So it's one game at a time for this team. And I know that, I think maybe the Irish are maybe a little bit more nervous about us than we are about them this time round, because I think we've shown a lot more consistency and a lot more fluidity yeah. in our play. Well, and I think that maybe the Irish get a bit worried and maybe Andy's just a bit nervous. So, well, uh, yeah, you know. I mean, that's very possible. Um, Alison, <laughs> to the point we started this where uh, Craig never lost to Ireland, we were certainly chalking down that's an automatic win for us against Scotland recently. You know, there was just a, a significant well, gap. <laughs> and, and, and we were doing the same in the World Cup, but all of a sudden we can't do that, right? So, Alison, this matters. Like, if, if Ireland can beat Scotland and just put a massive doubt in their heads, that's going to be useful when we're in France later on in the year. Yeah, yeah, no, I suppose um, a lot can happen from now to the World Cup. But um, look, Scotland have really improved. There's no doubt about that. We've, we've said that at the start of the programme here. Um, but like Ireland, it is an interesting group in the World Cup. And I suppose, you know, winning is a habit and the psychological benefit of winning, you can't play that down. Um, but at the same time, I think... Andy Farland, the squad will be just concentrating this game today. Um, I suppose they're they are preparing for a World Cup, but they're as they all say, and every great player says now it's one game at a time. So um, Ireland will have to improve on certain areas, though, because if you look at like they're going to have to target Finn Russell. Um, he is really lethal when there's disconnections in defence, and he'll he'll pick off those disconnections and and let players through. And like as you're saying there, those two centres, they have been really impressive. Um, I've been really impressed with you, Jones. I love the way he plays. He's such a dangerous player. He can make anything happen if those disconnections in defence are there. So um, we're going to have to improve our connections. We had, I think it was 20 missed tackles in the first half against Italy. There was issues in defence. Sometimes we look vulnerable. Um, we can look vulnerable when a team... Um, can do what we're not expecting them to do when they really go at us. So that, that's something that we're, we're going to have to look at. Um, our back row going to be really important in the game to try and slow down that uh, Scottish ball and, and not let them attack. Um, yeah. But in terms of what you're asking, I just think Andy Farrell will be looking at this game today and, or to, well, not today, obviously, at the weekend and focusing on the game at hand and, Okay. what Ireland can do and trying to improve those aspects from the last game because um, Ireland are playing really well but it's certainly not perfect in some areas no. so they're trying to clean up those those small areas and I suppose if you look like someone like Porter maybe needs to improve his discipline a little bit I think Scotland might try and go at him he's given away a lot of penalties so um, yeah but all right it'll be key to cutting down Finn Russell's time and space. Really, really important. It's in the melting pot for sure. Alison Miller and Craig Chalmers, great to have you with us this morning. Thanks a million, folks. Thank you. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.